Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's bi-weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. And I'm Heidi McDonald. I am also co-editor of PW Comics World, as well as the graphic novel review editor for Publishers Weekly and the editor of The Beat, www.comicsbeat.com. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm their podcast producer, and I write for both PWCW and The Beat. This week on More to Come, TCAF, uh, the uh, the terrific... Uh, um, Comics, uh, comics festival in Toronto. Um, uh, the Avengers movie, more than you probably want to know, but we're going to have all the information for you. Free comic book day. Um, Japan Medal of Honor awarded to uh, a female manga artist for the first time. Um, where are we here? My uh, notes are moving. Oh, Viz original graphic novels. Uh, New Fifty Two book collections about to hit the stores this month. News briefs, and we'll have some book news for you at the end of the, at the end of the program. But starting off, uh, we're going to throw it to uh, Heidi the Beat McDonald, who was uh, at TCAF. Right. Well, you know, last weekend, also known as the first weekend in May, is really kind of like the comic book holiday. It's free comic Mm. book day. Uh, Usually Marvel opens a big movie that weekend, which they certainly did with the Avengers. (laughs) And... uh, but meanwhile, I was up in Toronto for the Toronto Comic Art Festival, and uh, which is my first time attending, and we had been talking about it for quite a while, and finally we persuaded them to send me, and uh, I'm just so glad that they did. Uh, this is absolutely a phenomenal show, run by Chris Butcher and Peter Berkamo of The Beguiling, one of North America's number one comic shops located in Toronto. And uh, just on a you know, personal note, the whole trip from Charming Porter Airline with mm. its free coffee and wine to uh, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> a wonderful hospitality of uh, Those Canadians. Canadians, they really do know how to make you feel like a welcome guest. They don't know how to throw a comic show, apparently. They definitely do, but uh, what's really amazing about TCAF is it takes the whole indie comics show model, which was pioneered by SPX, and it was started mm-hmm. by Chris Butcher as a inspired by the Small Press Expo in Bethesda, and it really just blew it out this year. They had a lot of guests, uh, big influ- uh, emphasis on kids' comics, which, uh, you know, The Beguiling has uh, opened a the f- north of what's billed as North America's first kids' comics store uh, with Little Island, uh, which is down the street from, from The Beguiling, and it's uh, lasted a year, and it's done very well, and... Um, uh, you know, uh, they have definitely found that there is a market for, uh, for this kind of material. And if you saw the people lined up for uh, Kazu Kibushi, uh, uh author of the Amulet books, or Jeff Smith, author of Bone, or Raina Telgemeier, uh, author of Smile, or Keen Sue was there, uh, Jennifer Holm of Baby Mouse. I mean, it was really an incredible lineup of creators of, of kids' comics. The lines were huge, and people were there. It's free to get into TCAF. That meant that there was lots of people there. Uh, with their kids, uh, really excited. They had kids' workshops all day. They had a day of librarians who were talking about all Because it was held at the, the major library. It was held at the major Toronto. reference library, mm-hmm. which is at Blur, uh, Bleh, Bloor and Young. I'm not too um, good on my Canadian street names, but it, which is kind of the main street, the main drag of Toronto. Um, now, 
I asked Chris he about attendance. He said that there was more than 15,000 people there. I'm not sure how they really count it because it's in the library. There is no admission. Uh, the library has, um, like most libraries, it has doors that you push open to go into and that you push mm. to go out of. So they kind of do a count and a formula based on that. You know, I saw people holding it open for you know 10 people going out and then people went in and out 10 times so I, i'm sure they have some kind of formula i mean there was a lot of people they had to close down one of the rooms or you know do one in one out um i really i mean i tweeted while i was there i've seen the future of comics and it is tcaf and uh i really can't say more that this was a show based about reading comics and it was for readers it was for people who are interested in the content and not about collecting and uh, it just seemed incredibly healthy and people just blew through stacks and stacks of books good sales obviously uh, great yeah. sales yeah uh -huh. even even books that that you hadn't that weren't debuting were yeah. blasted through you know as i wrote in my piece for pw it just looked like a, a you know army ants had crawled through the whole place <laughs> yeah. and eaten all it's the graphic like, novels like a picnic under siege <laughs> it was every table was was denuded of uh comics you know and they had great panels and uh i would recommend yeah. anyone who wants who loves comics just you must go to tcap and and good point um go to publishers weekly slash comics and you can see Heidi's story a uh, great report on the Toronto Comics and Arts Festival um, uh, with a lot more detail than we're going to give yes. you here on this, and, this, and I mean, you this know, podcast I mean it was a very 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 positive uh, weekend I mean overwhelmingly positive people weren't fretting about Diamond I mean there was also a huge webcomic contingent I, I should throw that in there all the topatical people were there you know including the Comic Homestuck, which has this fanatic oh, yeah. following. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a comic dash an home animated sort of thing. Well, maybe you mm. could explain what Homestuck is. I've actually seen it, but yeah. I couldn't even tell you what it is, though, even though I fooled around with it a little bit. Homestuck, it's kind of this hybrid of written narrative and comic and web animation. And yeah, and, and it, well, it's yeah. like a fake game because yeah. the characters are introduced to this alien situation by thinking they're playing a game and then I, I kind of get the impression it's an ARG that you can contribute mm -hmm. to and that it has a lot of fans who do what we you know you might call doujinshi I mean they love to draw fan art and oh yeah I mean the fandom's huge I mean it's Enormous. I also tweeted, it's like, you know what, I feel like Leslie Stahl looking at Adventure Time. And, you know, I just feel incredibly old. Um, the audience for Homestuck, be the, even if it's baffling us old-timers old here, uh, like girls were stalking the guy who does it. I mean, yeah. he, and if you saw a picture of him, I mean, no offense, this is probably going to get me hate mail, but you wouldn't think he's the kind of guy who gets stalked. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Um, they love him for his giant squishy brain. Yeah. Well, um, as, well as, boy, actually, do they uh, Our former intern, DeYoung, actually was the person who kind of pulled my coat to, to this thing, and she actually knew quite a bit about oh, it. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah. Well, there's one in every office, yes. you know. Um, but anyway, like a huge, huge, huge turnout for that. It's, it's not really an ARG. The only thing mm -hmm. you can really contribute is um, if you bother the creator enough with your your uh, concerns, he will do exactly the opposite of what you want. Right. As uh, which many, people love, by the way. Which uh, yeah, as many uh, straight fanboys found out when they were whining about queer characters in the comic, and uh, the creator was just like, "You don't like that? I'll give you some more." 
<laughs> this other character? Yeah, yes, now get. Yes, yes, yes. Right, right, right. Well, be that as it may, even if it's, you know, something that, uh, like I said, us old timers don't really understand. It definitely has a huge fan base, and they they blew right out of the second volume of the comic, and uh, obviously doing hugely well on online. Uh, as I started to say, just a positive show. People weren't fretting about the future of comics. I mean, it's very obvious there is the future of comics. And, it's, it's right and there. It's, it's it was right there. Mighty bright. But it's also, I, I will say, it threw into sharp relief for me when we talked to so many comics publishers, and they're like, oh, we're trying to get new readers in with this giant crossover with 59 <laughs> um, you know, spinoffs and yeah. miniseries. And I'm like, you know, I think the way to get new readers into comics is really to start when they're young and, and get kids excited about them. And you have a lifelong reader. Yes. So, you know, I think what a lot of publishers are talking about new readers, they really want new readers just for their comics, obviously. Yeah. And which I understand. But at TCAF, it was not about that at all. It was just about... Uh, uh, making a bigger pie for everybody. Yes, it was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I hope... Make the pie higher. I yeah. hope... Make uh, a bigger pie. Make a big pie, high pie, and yeah. take it to TCAF. And uh, just to go back, uh, just um, ba- uh, according to your story, uh, uh, over a hundred librarians uh, and I educators. I would say there was maybe about eighty people mm-hmm. uh, yeah. at the at the first day, and uh, this was a conference, a one day conference, conference for, uh, and they, also they, yes. really important. And it seemed uh, there was this was the first time that they had done an industry day at TCAF. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard some people saying it was the best industry day they'd ever been to, and uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, part of this that's a little bit frustrating about it is you do wonder how much of this is. Canada. I mean, in Canada, they have huge <laughs> grants for the arts. Okay, <laughs> they have a, just a better version of they, people in we, Canada. No, I'm not saying that. Um, you know, I mean, they do have their fights over hockey and beer. Yes, that's and all true. That. But, but uh, you know, Canada government, the Canadian government, even yeah. though it's taken a turn to the conservative, has has huge uh, amount of they money. They believe in supporting culture. And they but, believe in supporting mm-hmm. it because, and I'll tell you, one of the reasons that was explained to me is because. Uh, American culture is so overwhelming that they have to support yeah, Canadian culture. They have the local variety up a little bit. But even so, all those attendees were not... I mean, they were there on their own time and their own dime buying comics. So, yes. Yes. you know, it's clearly the populace supporting this community. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and um, I think there's something to be said for free admission. Absolutely. Um, and, um, obviously, that's, uh, you know, that's a revenue issue as well yes. for other shows but uh, when you don't have government support right well right. yeah and when you but oh, if you're when you s- don't have so many people that they would never possibly fit into a library I mean you could not put New York Comic Con or San Diego well, Comic Con well, yes. in a well, library I, obviously I mean I wouldn't suggest it for a show like New York Comic no. Con but I mean for yeah, the for kind small of small shows it's a good idea small show but I mean, when you have a venue that you can do that but in. you know the book fair I mean Calvin you mm. can definitely speak to this oh, yeah. I mean the book fair is of course a you know a long standing tradition and uh, the Brooklyn yeah, book absolutely. fair and is, is free yeah. and, it's know, totally free and, and it's I believe the, Ma- the Miami book fair is also free the absolutely. LA Times you know so. and actually I'm on the uh, I'm on the uh, graphic novel uh programming committee uh, for the Brooklyn Book Fest and you know really they have ratcheted up their uh, the, the graphic novel input in there over the last couple of years it's going to be even more this year and they are very aggressive about not only creating comics only panels but integrating comics creators throughout right. the other panels. Yes, they did that great work. As, yeah. as in another category of the book world. Yeah, yeah. breaking down yeah. the comic book. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I, I mean, even at the Brooklyn Book Fair, I mean, there's always a good crowd there. Oh, yeah. You yes, have to get yes, tickets yes. for the most popular panels. Yes. Um, 
you know, the great Brooklyn, panels last yes, year. I mean, the yeah. Brooklyn Comics and Graphics Fest, which is going yes. to November this year, they also have free admission again, a line to get in, like great crowds. So, yeah. so we're uh, seeing this model replicated yes, in it's you know, a good model. Yeah. And yeah. say, in fact, it is the book fair model. Yes, is yes. really what it is. Yes. you know, get people coming out. And or sort of the internet model in the real world, give yeah. something away, and then you can sell something too. Well, you know, speaking of giving <laughs> some away, Kate, you participated in Free Comic Book Day, oh, yes. or rather, I tried very hard and failed miserably oh. uh, <laughs> for various scheduling reasons. I was not able to get out to Free Comic Book Day early, so by the time I started hitting stores, the comics were gone. Uh, uh, I well, was, that's a <laughs> well, that's <laughs> army. Sounds like it was a again. good. I Free was, comic book day. I, yeah, good for the stores. Uh, bad for me timing wise. Uh, I was in line outside uh, Midtown Comics Times Square at three o'clock. And um, they cut off the line saying, you know, sorry, we don't have any free comics left. Like three or four people in front of me. Oh, and apparently, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, apparently, according to their website, um, they had. Give away thousands of, of free comic book day comics this year. So, you know. Hey. Hey. Giving stuff away makes people pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah people I, like I free people, crap, that's yeah, for sure. Surprise, but, surprise. But I mean, not just that. I mean, <laughs> uh, right afterwards, when I was walking by, and I mean, they had free comic books in hand, so they were there. Mm. You know, you'd see parents with like small kids wearing like a Avengers mask. I think one was wearing like a Captain America mask. And then one was wearing an Iron Man mask, and another kid was holding the Iron Man mask, but wasn't wearing it because I don't think he wanted to wear the same mask as his brother. And, um, (laughs) you know, I mean, I think it it brought people out. I mean, Heidi, you were able to update your picture of kids reading comics. I know, right? That was fantastic, yeah. Because you had a picture of small children reading with glee their free comic book day comics. And that is... It's really, I mean, I, as much as we like to point future. out all the things that the comic book industry does wrong, this does seem to be this something is right. that is right. Well, although I will say there was some talk this week about uh, Marvel's free comic mm. book that they gave away. Like they had to put clothes <laughs> on Spider Woman because she was uh, originally ba- naked. She was originally, but she was kidnapped and stripped naked, which, you know, is a great, great thing to have uh, for kids. And so yeah, then right. they, uh, but they out of all their comics, this recolored is what they choose. her so uh, oh, yeah, she so looked she like she was dressed. Although, as some people pointed out, the fact that you can just recolor it and looks like she's got clothes on is sort of a testament to how the costumes how look. I, I, I mean, I won't say the scene actually wasn't exploitive at all. I mean, it was tastefully yeah. drawn. It wasn't like this was some hentai fest, but it, it is. It, yeah. it, it does make you wonder why If we skip over Marvel's you know, lapse <laughs> in taste, yeah. uh, there seem to be actually, it, it does seem to me that the, the comics that are being produced for Free Comic Book Day are, are fabulous. Yeah. Are, I mean, including a hardcover um, We've got giveaway it right here. From, uh, from Arcade. Yeah, which is it's beautiful. Quite really up the ante. You know, I mean, obviously, sometimes publishers are using it to launch series, but, but that's great too. I yes. mean, they really are recognizing that indeed. You are going to probably get a lot of new readers here, and this is a great opportunity to really produce something of quality to give away. Absolutely. Well, speaking of things that uh, you have to pay for, uh, the weekend was also the occasion of now the biggest opening of all times. And surprise, <laughs> surprise, it was the Avengers. And I think we were all sitting around wondering if it would be number one opening. And, um, yeah, you know, boy, I mean, oh was boy. there really any question? Yes. Yes, there was. <laughs> Let's be honest. 
Well, I mean, there was no question after it opened so well in Europe. But, you know, there were some people who were like, well, I mean, it'll be big, but will it be that big? Will it, you know, What do the Euros know about American comic books, huh? Yeah, well, right. Apparently they like the same one. They like this one, that's for sure. It wasn't just Europe. It, I mean, apparently yeah, yeah, it, no, it, it, it was I think it's what's it already made $700 million worldwide yeah. or an insane uh, amount of number. It already made $700 million as of Monday. Um, it is on track that it may possibly make a billion dollars, a billion dollars by Sunday. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is only going to encourage them. Yeah. As well as should. <laughs> well, I think that we've all seen it, right? Yes. 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 Okay. Everybody's yes. seen so Avengers. We, you know, we won't have any spoilers here, but I, I want to talk about tone. And yeah. Well, I, I will say this. What impressed me the most about it was that uh, Kevin Feige really uh, has transferred that nerdy continuity that Marvel fans have had since yeah. Stan and Jack created uh, it yeah. all about 50 years ago, yeah. they have transferred that to a multi-million dollar movie franchise. And, and they've not just transferred it, they transferred it successfully. It feels right. Absolutely. It doesn't I, feel absolutely. pasted on. And as someone who read those yeah. comics when they came out, mm-hmm. uh, you're right. <laughs> I mean, but I, I mean, people are sitting there you're right. and... And like you know, oh my God! It's like, you know, I wish they could have called it the Cosmic Cube. That's my big thing. It's like, oh, it's a tesseract. Okay, you know yeah. what is it? The wrinkle in time. Or, yeah. But uh, anyway, um, you know, when people see this show up for the Thor movie, they're great. You know, when Loki showed up, people were clapping. Like Darth Vader showed up, and you know, Star yeah. Wars movies. Um, and you know the things at the end when they revealed the villain for the second movie. Uh, it's it's and crazy. the second and, one. And, and did you stay for the second? Easter eggs. till the, the end best. of all the credits. And you'll what, be glad you did. What I will say, which I don't think spoils anything, is that while the other post-credit scenes after all the other movies were like, hint, hint, the Avengers movie is coming. <laughs> right. This right. one is like taking a breath. Yep, it it's is. Just, it's very cool. It's the end of chapter one, really. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Marvel has brilliantly set up, you know, they're, they are, they're just so smart. I mean, I can't really say anything against how they've handled this because they already have Iron Man 3 is on the way, Captain America 2 is on the way, Thor is on the way. They've very cleverly put a movie on their schedule for, uh, I think it's May 14th, 2014, and they haven't said what it is. So they're teasing. Is it Guardians of the Galaxy? Is it Ant-Man? Is it... Black Widow. Black, Black Widow. Widow. Well, Black I, Widow. I, I think that would be... But I would be happy to see Ant-Man by Edgar Wright. And well, I, I, I feel like oh, Ant-Man... Man, we're arguing about what it might oh. be. Well, Look no, at us. No, I mean, I, 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 the Edgar Wright is doing like, it. I'm all I for it. I feel like <laughs> if, if they go with Ant-Man and they don't give Black Widow a movie, I will be peeved. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, uh, I would. I tell you what, I would like. I would like for Avengers two. I'd like there to be two female Avengers. Yes. that would be yes. so groundbreaking. Well, well since we're Scooby talking, since we're talking diversity here, you know, yeah. uh, is there yeah, a Black Panther? On. Is there a Black Panther movie on the slate at any point? <laughs> yeah, look at us we're on, all man. projecting. You know, on. well, if not, well, I mean, even uh, just a shout was, out, Marvel. Even, yeah, well, even Joss know? Whedon was complaining about like the giant pile of white dudes. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, let's talk about Joss Whedon for a. moment. Moment. I mean, he was this? the perfect choice because he was playing to what are usually the weaknesses of a movie like this. They specifically picked a director who, like, those are his strengths. Right. When you usually have a bunch of superheroes in one place, or even just big characters, a lot of movie directors are bad at cramming all of them into one movie without it feeling crowded. And Joss Whedon loves teams. Like, teams yeah. are his things. Yeah. Groups are his He's things. Always this is what great he prefers that, yeah. Right, than the lone hero. And also, big movies with lots of characters are kind of bad at character development, usually. Right. 
and kind of bad at dialogue, and character development and dialogue is Joss Whedon's thing. And so he he really brought it home. I love just yeah. and there's great there's great banter this throughout the movie. I mean, and it, it feels right. It, it has that fresh. I mean, it has the kind of talk back and forth between characters that when I was a kid reading Marvel Absolutely. comics Same blew me here. away because it, it was so funny. Even though it was it, it was its own form of formula, nevertheless, it was kind of groundbreaking and completely fresh. Hear characters talking back and forth like that in comic books at the yeah. time, and he's updated that and brought it into the contemporary world, and it still has that that same wonderful quality. And if you close your eyes, you can tell which character is saying what banter. It's not one size. No, he's banter. he's it's, a. It's good. Now I will say the script was not you know it's not like the story where you're sitting at the end and you're I mean yeah. it's not a tightly you know plotted movie. For that we'll be looking to Christopher Nolan later on <laughs> with the Dark Knight, yes. but. It was uh, no one. You're absolutely right, Kate. No one but Joss Whedon could have handled that cast of characters and made it as successful and as fun and as fresh yeah. and as funny. And um, and and yet, and yet, even with those seven hundred billion dollars coming mm-hmm. in, Marvel had to lay off a person this week. Yeah, it's kind of hard <laughs> to, kind of hard to imagine. Timing, Marvel. Good to <laughs> yeah. go, Marvel. What a shame you're hurting so badly yeah. that you had to lay off your executive VP of like kind of new business yeah. and digital, John Dokes, who's a long... Because the last long thing Marvel, Marvel needs is new business and digital. Yeah, like, because what? they really have no, you know, no income coming <laughs> yes. in at all. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's really sad that it's, uh, you know, so, nothing's happening. Bit of a head scratcher there, uh, Marvel. Well, we don't even know. I mean, this news came details, in yesterday uh, why but um, my sources tell me that it is yet more of their uh, you know profit margins aren't as big so they're cutting off more of their executives you know this is all Ike Perlmutter's do- doing he is the owner of Marvel uh, not the owner but he is like the the showrunner for Marvel and uh, sources say that he's trying to be- get more and more involved in Disney and um, Disney is moving all of its publishing to the West Coast. There's all sorts of things going on at Disney Publishing. They're, the head of Disney Publishing actually quit Russell Hampton because he didn't want to move to the West Coast. So now there's a big void at the top of the of the list. Oh, and God, and no. Ike is out there, you know, like Sinestro. So, uh, <laughs> Isn't that another universe? Right. But that's all well, right. Well, yes, but, you know, it's that, that, that well, crossover he, he does see, every couple of Well, yeah, anyway. I did the ultimate crossover. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the, the, uh, this is some uh, ill-formed, um, ill-formed musings or uh, rumors from Heidi, but uh, you know, uh, more to come on that. Yeah, so one always. may certainly speculate. Yeah. All right. Uh, shall we move to the Moto Hagium uh, yes, Award? Exactly. Yes, sure, um, sure. Yeah, um, uh, the great uh, uh, shoujo manga the mangaka. Um, uh, Moto Hagio won the Japan uh, Medal of Honor. Isn't there something with the pur- the purple ribbon? Yeah, there what, are there are six medals of honor awarded at a time. There's oh, the right, right, six right. different colors, and each is for different category. You know, there's one for bravery, and there's one for being a good role model, and then the purple ribbon of honor is for uh, individuals who've contributed to academic and artistic development. And so this has included uh, the founder of Aikyoto, uh the actor Toshiro Mifune, uh, prominent musicians, composers, computer programmers, and scientists. Uh, and every once in a while, a mangaka. And it's awarded twice a year, <coughs> and it's been awarded since 1955. And she's the 14th mangaka to get it, and only and the very first female manga artist 
to receive it and the first shoujo manga creator to receive it. Well, you know, we were talking a few weeks, uh, perhaps even in our last podcast about, you know, why are there no great female cartoonists? So, yeah. uh, turns yeah. out there are. I mean, it turns out there Gosh. are. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's sort of like been, I'm looking at the list of uh, pre- previous previous recipients. Uh, you know, people like Taka Saito, created Gogol 13, and, uh, and Shigeru Mizuki, yeah, Masamoto, uh, uh, so, you know, it's a great, great, great list. Although Tezuka's not on it, interesting. Yes, yeah. It, but, it, it, um, you know, uh, wonderful that Hageo has been presented with this. She truly is a pioneer in not just manga, but in worldwide comics. And, um, you know, couldn't go to a more deserving people or a person or be a more, uh, you know, bellwether, I think. By the way, uh, Moto Hageo, a collection of her work entitled, um, what was it, Dream? Uh, uh, a Drunken Dream, another a drunken story. Dream. So, and there's uh, a new one, The Heart, yeah, of, Thomas. Heart of Thomas. Oh, a new one's come out. Yes. Um, Both yeah. from Fanographics. Came out from Fanographics, and um, they're really good. And so now you can get it in English. All right. We suggest it. All right. So uh, walk, I'd rather run, don't walk uh, to your nearest uh, comic shop. Um, moving on, um, Viz. Viz Media is sticking its big toe. I mean, actually, they've been doing this a little bit, but they seem to be expanding it into producing original uh, manga content uh, or graphic novel content um, um, uh, for the American audience. Uh, For those who may not know Viz Media, it's probably the biggest uh, uh, producer of, uh, U.S.-based producer of manga, uh, and as well as a distributor for anime. Um, They are owned by three of the biggest manga publishers in Japan, and for the most part, release licensed material from their parent companies. But um, uh, what I believe was uh, about a year ago, they started releasing the uh, the Mamashiba series for, of kids' graphic novels. I believe this comes because they have a Viz Kids, right? Yeah, uh, which is like which is a program that they came up with, though. Correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they came up with this Mamashiba program. Yeah, yeah, well, they, it, it, well, they, it's based on. I mean, all of these things are based on an, on animated right. series. Right. So. Um, but they're original stories created within but those But they're also uh, doing, as a, uh, Mamashiba is a Japanese, but they're also mm. doing the, the, the Little Men, the Mr. Men. Uh, they're uh, doing, that's right, they're doing uh, Mr. Men and Little Miss, mm. uh, which is also, a Nick, which is, I believe, a Nicktoons uh, right. animated show as well. And Voltron Force. Yes. <laughs> they, they're doing that, also a Nicktoons uh, anime. And they're adding two new series now, uh, Radikai and Winx. Now I admit I don't really know what the the content of them about, but they are Nicktoons. They're obviously there for mm-hmm. kids. You know, there. I I think uh, bottom line is, you know, we'd always hope that they would kind of follow in the OEL footsteps of uh, Tokyo Pop and maybe do something a little bit more adventurous. But at least they're doing something new. Yeah, they are doing originally, but they're obviously they're being very cagey. They they, they seem to be tying most of what they're doing into TV. Right and for for the obvious reasons, probably not uh, a stupid bad idea. Probably not at all. And uh, they're they're expanding. They're doing much more of this. Um, uh, we are uh, once again uh, publishersweekly.com slash comics at the uh, Comics World website. Uh, uh, Bridget Alverson has a story about this with a lot more detail. Uh, but they're going to be marketing all of these through um, all the usual places: BNN, uh, Diamond, um, Price Clubs, apparently Amazon. Digital is coming. Uh, they haven't yet, only because they have so little kids' material. But more digital, uh, for digital formats are coming. And speaking of collections, yes. Um, very quickly, we also uh, the new fifty-two. Uh, you've read them in comic books. 
Well, now you can read them in book books. Anyway, mm-hmm. the the, uh, the first books collecting um, uh, the, the the first year storylines of. of most of the new Fifty Two comics right, will yeah. start coming out now. The first six months. Are yeah, I believe yeah. JLA is out this week. Um, yes, right. That's the first one out. Um, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Batman. Batman uh, is also uh, out very well. Yeah, Court of Owls very well. And uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, it'll be very interesting what they do with the ones that have been canceled because the ones that were canceled usually canceled at issue eight, and so far the trades have been six issues. So will they just leave those last two issues dangling, or will they expand? The yeah, well, we'll soon trades. find out because they are all coming into the office. Yeah. So, and in um, fact, the the we'll two of the first three are hardcover releases, mm-hmm. which I'm sort of impressed by. Uh, I believe I'm it's sort of the um, uh, the Batman is a hardcover and JLA is a hardcover. And JLA, yeah. so, so yeah. is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is a hardcover. Woman's hardcover yeah, yeah but, and, um, and the like two, oh, Animal, Animal Man. Is uh, Animal cover. Man is a soft cover. Uh, yeah. That's also out this month. Um, now you know and one two of, of the books are also already in second print, right? And they are they are doing a massive uh, for DC. Uh, they are doing a big TV campaign. Yes. They're yes. doing a lot of advertising for this. They yes. sunk a lot of money. Uh, you know, yes. they put their money where their mouth is and are really yeah. advertising these books, TV and, commercials. And I I think this is going to really reach a whole new uh, a yeah. new new audience, a new yes. Yes. yes, yes. And I think <laughs> this is really the big proving ground of the new Fifty Two because when it first hit, you just had like one or two issues. And, you know, who knew how it was going to sort out whether the books would really hold up or improve. And so now when you get the first volume, you can see, you know, as a finished storyline, does this work? Yes, yes absolutely. So. You're right. And there are more coming. There are, There's a hardcover coming out in June. Uh, uh, well, there will the be all there. There's going to be 52 of them. They're, they're they, will be coming they, out they, up until September, I believe. They are so a coming. So, so save your pennies. Um, uh, news briefs. News briefs. And speaking of periodicals and new things, Marvel is going exclusive with Comixology for periodical digital comics. That is to say, while they will continue to sell uh, digital graphic novels and collections through various e-readers and so on, only things through the various platforms that Comixology have created for them will be coming out on that monthly basis where you can buy it in the new issue in the store or you can buy it online. Um, and uh, Comixology is, is really doing astonishingly well, particularly this past year. They've said they've had a 450% increase in sales and downloads from this time last year. Yeah, Is um, Comixology becoming the Amazon of the uh, digital uh, comics download world? Yes, I think that. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think they'd rather be called that than the iTunes. Than the diamonds, but yeah. So yeah. yeah, let's call it the iTunes or the Amazon. Because but, they yeah. don't have a monopoly, but they, they are the biggest name That's there is. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's the, the kind of the default um, venue. For, and it works great. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, and you know, uh, it's it's. And they're getting traction in a big way. Uh, what, fifteen million? What, what, what are they? Fifteen million downloads last month, or something like that. The the numbers. Uh, yeah, the numbers are fly around. You know, Ted Adams just did a, of IDW just gave a uh, an interview today and said that their sales are about ten percent of digital hmm. sales without impacting the print sales. At yes, all. this is another thing. People more and more uh, seem to be saying that they, they don't detect. You know. Uh, Imagine that a new market. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I actually uh, in my uh, I did the monthly uh, phone press call with uh, DC Comics. They also said uh, with John Cunningham and, and Bob Wayne, and they said pretty much the same thing. 
So, um, more to yeah. come. We'll obviously keep monitoring that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Marvel's uh, print sales and digital sales are both up. Yeah. All right. Mm. So, all those fears about digital just immediately stabbing print in the heart have uh, proven um, uh, well, I mean, unfounded. Well, in some ways, this is the fanboy's dream. You can have your comics and read them, too. I mean, you can... <laughs> You know, pl- put them in the plastic, put them away, and you know you can sleep easy at night. Nobody, no human hands will touch them. Well, but not only that, but I mean, just think of all the dorm rooms across there the you country. Know, what's the old joke for? For best results, do not remove from package. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, the verdict on the Tunisian Persepolis case has gone down. Um, while uh, Nabil Karoui. The president of Tunisia's Nesma TV was convicted by Tunisian court of disturbing the public order and threatening public morals by broadcasting the cartoon of Persepolis, which featured a scene that shows a brief image of God. Uh, He has not been sentenced to death, and he has not been sentenced to five years in prison, which is a plus because those were options. Yeah. Instead, he has... Disturbing (laughs) options. Yes. Instead, he has been fined... uh, $1,600 $1,600 and uh, his staff have also been fined $800 each but this is serious business because an October 7th airing of the movie resulted in attempted arson attacks on the network's offices and the arrest of over 50 protesters Unless, again this is in Tunisia this yeah. is not in you know one of the number one spots that you know like Iran it's no. a different no. place so, so speaking of Iran yes <laughs> It gets worse. Meanwhile, folks. the Iranian cartoonist Mohammad Shakraya has been sentenced to 25 lashes for a cartoon. What did he depict? He depicted an Iranian parliament member in a football jersey. Apparently, parliament members playing soccer is so disrespectful that it required 25 lashes. But he did survive the beating. He it's, did. He yes. did survive it. Um, yeah. Thank, you're right. thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> a little disturbing. Uh, well, a lot disturbing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's amazing that the yeah, like, social order can speech, survive. It's always you know, good to remember that not it can be of, even worse. Let's not yeah. complain about America again. <laughs> no, I was I was thinking. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's certainly better than that. Anyway. Yeah. Well, but that's anyway. what I mean. Let's be glad for these improvements, yeah. shall we? Yeah. Well, we like America, uh, and we don't like that kind of thing. <laughs> we don't like beatings. We don't like beatings. And we don't like beatings no matter where they show yeah, up. Seriously. On a rather uh, less violent legal case, uh, there's an interesting contract dispute between sort of old school <laughs> manga and new school manga in Japan. Uh, the manga creator, Shoho Seto, uh, creator of... Say Hello to Blackjack, and its sequel from a completely different publisher, New Say Hello to Blackjack, has ramped up his contract dispute with Kidansha. He canceled his contract with them for his old comic, which is no longer creating new issues, Say Hello to Blackjack. And he has said that any issues that are still out there are illegal and unsanctioned, and that you can read for free the entire run on his website. And here's the interesting bit. Um, While he won't allow Kadansha to use it, he will, as of September 15th, allow free derivative use of 
the comic, both commercial and non-commercial, to anyone, which is basically putting it out there on Creative Commons. So, so I was going to say, it's a lot like a Creative Commons yeah. license. So, uh, well, well, good for him. Yeah. You know, and you like, can sell it. You know, <laughs> that's what creators' rights are all about, taking your creations away from someplace that isn't handling them right and letting anyone use them. Yeah, yeah and doing whatever they want with them. So, yeah, uh, God bless. In, in two, he's, he's sort of a digital manga pioneer. In 2010, he launched MangaWeb.com, which is a manga publishing website. And in 2010, he got into a fight with Kadamsha because after his contract with them had been canceled, he refused to draw covers for his upcoming collections for no pay. Right. So, so uh, he ain't having it. So he's yeah. definitely put. He's got to put the the publishers, the Japanese publishers, right. on and notice. It's not like he's hurting because yeah. he's now being published by Shugakukan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. All so, right. So, um, all right. Is that the news? Uh, that shall is I give the news. these yeah, and, and for books? Just very quickly, uh, I'm going to talk about a couple of prose books. Uh, these aren't comics, but they are certainly about comics. Uh, very quickly, um, a, a new a nonfiction account coming from Random House, Superman, the high-flying history of America's most enduring hi- uh, hero uh, by author Larry Ty. It's really a look at, uh, as you can tell from the title, um, 75 years um, of, of Superman, how he functions in the, the culture, um, uh, and much other news coming out from Random House in uh, in June. And coming from, actually, McGraw-Hill, actually from the professional uh, imprint at, at McGraw-Hill, Comic-Con in the business of pop culture. Um, it's really a look at kind of what we already know, how... Um, all of the uh, all of the pop culture areas, film, TV, games, they've all converged at Comic Con and really kind of transformed the whole marketing, merchandising, uh, uh, pop culture landscape. So uh, 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 a serious journalistic by, look by at Rob, these two. Uh, in, what's yeah. that, the Excuse me, Rob by Sal- by Salkowitz? Rob Salkowitz. Yeah. What the world's wildest trade show can tell us about the future of entertainment? Yeah, uh, you know, Rob. I think uh, Calvin. I, I'm pretty sure you and I were both hanging out with him last year at New York Comic Con, and uh, you know, uh, I am actually quoted extensively throughout oh. the book. So <laughs> I obviously Even think better. the man's a genius. Yes, so. absolutely. Yeah, well, yes. I, I don't remember hanging out with him, but I'm going to read the book and yeah. try to remind yeah. myself. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I have a book also. It is. Uh, it's called a, a Parent's Guide to the Best Kids Comics. Uh, it's written by Scott Robbins uh, and Snow Wild. Smith, uh, both of them from publishing and library world. It's not from Krause Publications. Useful um, for parents and librarians everywhere. Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. Full and, color, uh, great. Uh, oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice that you guys... Oh, anyway, this really is a wonderful look. It's 250 pages of kids' comics. They have... Uh, excerpts from all of them so you can see exactly what it looks like it has what's up it has uh you know what the series that they would like like it it's a really fantastic uh reference book uh and again you know i just think kids comics are where it's at right now and uh, this is a really nice reference to uh kind of show parents that there's a lot of good material out there did i mention it was in full color yes yes (laughs) well it is it is well, uh, on that note, after a, 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 I think a, a really uh, a barn burner, yes, a, a podcast. <laughs> we had so much stuff. to talk about, um, but there's always more to come. More, more to, to come. come. All right.